today we're talking about really the Roman Catholic Church and really where do we as Protestants stand with it and can we fellowship with them? So come on, some deep discussions that we're going to have. With me discussing this are my fantastic co-hosts as always, which is Josh. Hi, Josh. You're you're good. Hello. Yes, I I am well. Yeah, refreshed after a week away in Cornwall. So yeah, raring to go. Chomping at the bit. <laughs> I'm not envious whatsoever. Um, but by that, I'll <laughs> I mean he be... was chucking it down. If that's any consolation, you, you got to see God's great creation of of water and rain. So there we go. Absolutely. Uh, and also is Ryan. So hi, Ryan. How are you doing? Good evening. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you very much for given me the opportunity to take part in this it is a privilege as always yeah i right. yeah, had a busy week with teaching and phd stuff but i'm ready to go with this wonderful discussion on the roman catholics we are fun lot aren't we 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 are really fun so uh let's get really into this this discussion shall we The Roman Catholic Church, guys, um, something that big, you know, had massive influence on the world, uh, influencing every single continent that that, that we know, uh, legacy, you know, that we know in our own country and in Europe, especially that that's near us. Because the first kind of question that we can be looking at about the Roman Catholic Church is really what is it and what beliefs in it that we may find difficult or find problematic or issues that maybe we differ in quite substantially, can't say the word, substantially. <laughs> i get there eventually, don't worry. So, Josh, I'll go to you first, really, about this, sure. kind, of, this kind of thing, because, um, well, I know we, we all got something to say on this topic, but I'll go to you first anyway. Really, what kind of things stand out to you from the Roman Catholic Church that maybe you struggle with or things that you find are issues or problems mm, well i would say lots uh, and it has probably has more to do with the roman bit than the catholic bit uh, so i i would call myself a catholic that word simply means universal united uh, you know we are we are all one in christ and there is one one church uh, but my my issue is more with the roman bit uh, so rome uh, the very concept of having uh, a pope who is head of the church instead of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ being head of the church. Uh, you know, so there are intrinsic problems with that, uh, with that hierarchy, with that, that system of governments. And uh, the Roman Catholic Church has uh, places a very large emphasis on traditions, uh, almost equating some of these traditions with uh, the Holy Scriptures themselves. Uh, and there are, uh, there are very, very big problems within the Roman Catholic Church with regard to uh, doctrines such as um, purgatory and uh, the veneration of the saints, uh, praying to the saints, uh, the concept of Mary um, as uh, almost taking the place of Jesus Christ as the kind of mediator with God. Uh, so there, there's, there's a whole there's a whole host of issues. Uh, yeah. That word host is also an issue also because of uh, the Roman Catholic uh, belief of transubstantiation, where um, in in uh, in their masses they uh, consider that uh, the bread and the wine become uh, literally become uh, the body and blood of the lord jesus uh, hence they they practically um, you know, crucify him again 
and this is a kind of a big issue. I mean, you raised some massive ones there. We could we go into uh, you've got things when you're praying to Mary, uh, mother of mother of Christ. You've got the veneration of saints praying to saints rather than to the rather than to the Father, which again is problematic, uh, extremely problematic because the, the Lord taught us how to pray, our Father who art in heaven, uh, praying to the Father through the Son, mm. not to anyone yeah. else. It yeah. and the Bible is very clear on these issues, uh, so it's kind of crazy that that even comes up. But one of the reasons that does come up as well is that a lot of Roman Catholic beliefs that we that we know of and that survive today come from a lot of superstition or from religions that were there beforehand and they just merge together with with them so you get kind of hybrid between christianity and other religions or you know pagan religions and, and these kind of things which are very problematic and take away the, the focus off christ which is a huge a huge issue um you, you look at the Roman catholic church in in europe for example a lot of the practices we find you could even go back to the religion beforehand. And I think that is, again, another issue. Ryan, you, you've been quite quiet so far, so let's bring you into this. What things stand out to you that are problematic or any doctrines that you find are an issue? Well, in kind of bringing out some of the things that have already been said, I guess it's important to distinguish between the institutional and the theological problems. So institutional we mean those relating to leadership practices that go on within the denomination so these would refer to say the pope um you know these scandals that have emerged out of the catholic church um relating to child abuse sex offenses which are all over the media um, you don't have to look far for that secondly thinking about the theological issues and i think it's important when we're when we're offering a critique of the the roman catholic church it's important that we do kind of focus, we kind of separate those issues. They are, you know, linked in many ways, but also we want to think about um, these two issues as being two separate things. Um, and I think that's very important because when we look at the institution, um, there are some deep problems, which I think aren't unique to the Roman Catholic Church. As an Anglican, you know, these are very similar to what we see in the large denominations. Um, but they do are very important when we see the damage that has been done um, across the world in various countries. You know, the Roman Catholics Church is one of the largest denominations in the world, you know, spreading throughout um, Latin America, the Philippines, Vietnam, um, African countries. Um, and throughout Europe, obviously, and North America. And so it's very important that we, we kind of identify the kind of institution and its kind of geographical scope and the problems there. But the theo theological issues, I think, are the things that we should be focusing on here hmm. because I think they are the important things because we could devote this whole session to just bashing the institution but actually <laughs> i think it's more appropriate in our discussion to as, as josh has rightly put out to kind of put our focus on the, the theological aspects because i think they are the important things because these are the things us as believers need to engage with and understand mm. yeah definitely and and uh, ryan i mean just 
just as you were saying all that, I was also thinking that there is um, arguably um, a great amount of good that has happened as a result of the Roman Catholic Church. And I mean, generally, I guess, as Protestants, we tend to identify uh, with, especially with the early church, um, you know, we, with, with such figures as uh, Augustine, uh, St. John Chrysostom, and, uh, you know, that there are many others, Bernard de Clairvaux, you know, there are, there are a few others we kind of highlight. I mean, uh, we, we don't stop um, criticizing them uh, where where necessary uh, but like we kind of we tend to identify with with that church and see you know that we kind of have a shared heritage with the catholic church and i suppose that you know the split happened in uh, with, with with the reformation and you know the, the, the protestant church being formed and finally making that uh, split from rome um, but i think it's also um important to say that i, I think a lot of a lot of people who um have heard the gospel have heard it through the roman catholic church um uh, even even to this day and it is a heavily diluted form of the gospel uh with some of the superstitious elements that we've we've talked about but i think there are uh, even within the roman catholic church many uh, faithful believers uh, and followers of the lord jesus christ uh, so that uh, i suppose that makes it uh, challenging when you're uh, criticizing the the whole uh, one church you know because there are um there are definitely positives uh, but uh, for for us uh, especially there are a whole lot of negatives which kind of uh, just dilute and uh, bring down those positives uh, to make it to render it uh, an institution an organization to steer well clear of for the most part yeah and you got to remember why the, the reformation took place to start mm. off with you know why did the protestant church break away from the Roman Catholic Church, and why are we called protesting Catholics? No, Protestant is protesting Catholic in 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 that. Why why did it all happen in the first place? Well, the main issues are theological issues that that arose um, that were made clear as you know, the Roman Catholic Church got more and more deeper into issues that you know we we we, we, we talked about in a podcast episode earlier, so you can watch that one earlier about those kind of issues. But certainly they're, they're still around and things that we still have issues with today. And there's reasons why we don't go to uh, Catholic churches, because the doctrine is certainly different. And our doctrine and doctrine matters. You know, we've got to remember that doctrine does matter. Uh, Josh said at the I think before we started recording, you know, is that. The gospel is simple and that's a wonderful thing about it. But the doctrine that builds up believers that, that keeps us eyes on Christ does matter still and that leads us on to really the kind of the next point of our discussion really is can we as protestants have that fellowship close fellowship with the the catholic church can we go to services for example can we pray with catholics can we uh, have open fellowship you know have open air services with with with, with the roman catholic church or are they are these doctrinal matters which we've mentioned you know transubstantiationism praying to mary going to going to a priest to to say your sins for example to confess your sins are they massive boundaries that we just throw our red lines for us who wants to go first on that matter before i'll jump in in my opinion wow i mean you've uh, you've, <laughs> you've set us all up there michael those are some pretty big questions i i think i think much of this um depends on yourself as a person and and where you're at um i was reading the autobiography of Charles Spurgeon 
uh, and he uh, he had some pretty strong uh, things to say about the Roman Catholic Church and in his day uh, the uh, late 19th century Victorian mm. era um, in his day the, the the Anglican Church the um, Church of England was kind of playing a very dangerous game with the Roman Catholics as they are indeed to, to, to this day and there was kind of uh, the high church uh, high Anglicanism coming creeping in and Archbishop Lord and uh, others um, kind of drawing people closer and closer to Rome. Yes, Spurgeon uh, also ha- actually went to a, um, a Roman Catholic service in, in, uh, in Brussels and he, he, he talked about it and he says that there the priest uh, preached the gospel and um, he, uh, you know, in, in Spurgeon's word, he preached it as, in Spurgeon, Spurgeon's words, uh, this priest preached the gospel as clearly and as um, uh, theologically um, correctly as as Spurgeon himself would have done, um, and then you know of course he, uh, he you know he added one or two caveats and, um, and and said some things. But was was Spurgeon wrong wrong to do that? And uh, I, I, did, I personally don't think he was. You know, it, it was wrong. I think uh, it does depend on your your own um, the, the, your your strength the strength of your faith, uh, your knowledge, your understanding. Uh, you know if you if you know what you're going into and you're on your guards. Uh, then it might not be wrong to to go to um, a service at a Roman Catholic church. I mean, there there are perhaps uh, differences in uh, being a participant in, say, something like the Mass. Uh, and Spurgeon, you know, he doesn't he he, uh, he doesn't mention you know, joining them in 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 that way. But kind of as an observer and um, you know, in in a more uh, just just in a way recognizing the theological differences between them, uh, he saw it as um you know fit and proper to, to to join with them in that way and so there so there you go that, that that's Spurgeon Ryan looks like he's wanting to say something on that. yeah well I, I have experience of this firsthand because as part of my doctoral research I had to work for Catholic organization the Zimbabwe Catholic Bishops Conference and this was something as a as a as a reformed Christian, I was having to navigate. So what I remember doing was I worked with them in so far as getting the important information for my doctoral research. That's why I was working with them, and also using it as a means of navigating the quite tricky political situation in Zimbabwe. Um, the Catholics were quite oppositional to that, and were willing to work with people who studied more um, controversial topics and they have a, they play an important role in making the facts known about human rights abuses um, however when it came to the question of mass and I remember this coming up I was always invited to mass and I remember saying to the archivist um, and also the secretary general of the bishops conference I can't go to mass and I explained to them the kind of the issues of being a, an active participant are, words aren't coming out an active participant in that type of thing because what is mass as we said earlier within catholic mass you're seeing transubstantiation you're praying to mary all these rituals which are fundamentally against the biblical and doctrinal truths which i know are absolutely true and for that reason, I said, I can't, we can't, 
I can't attend mass um, and I won't be engaging anything spiritually while she goes to mass I'm going to go and do my own thing elsewhere um, and I said look I'm attending a, a reformed church in northern Harare um, and this is where I'm at with it but I still had to work with this organization so it was this kind of sense of being in an organization but not um, being oppositional um, it was a tricky thing to maintain but I hopefully I got the balance right um, it did yeah. help to have accountability partners mm, there. Yeah. So my friend Nashus, um, who was a, a Mennonite pastor, and Michael, who's here today, always WhatsApping him, telling him <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, and I think that's also very important when you're in this situation. If if you if you're going to go into the into these situations, it's good to have people around you. To have, <laughs> to have your brethren with you mm. is very important, I think. Um, but yeah, that was my experience, and I think, I think you will all find ourselves in in maybe similar, different situations where we do find ourselves maybe having to go to a Catholic church or in, at least engaging with Catholics in some way, shape, and form. I know me and Michael um, at our university there is a Catholic. Um, chaplain and when there's a remembrance service it's taken by the Anglican and the Catholic cha chaplain and so there are points where we do find ourselves engaging with this and I think what's helpful and I think if we hand it back to Michael is to think how do we navigate this situation I've given you one example uh, which is very specific and related to doctoral research but how for you guys listening, how can we navigate this more generally? And I guess I'll hand that over to Michael. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one, isn't it? I mean, really, how do we as Protestants, as those who hold firmly to the full teaching uh, from you know, 1600s or 1500s, actually, I should say. From the Bible, should we say. From the Bible, <laughs> yeah, we, you know what I mean, the, kind of, the, key, the key things that split us originally. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do we kind of bring this together? And I think... A key thing, and say say you got a friend who's Catholic, and they want to pray with you. I think if you if you're a formed Christian, then you, you can't let them lead you in prayer, because there's there, there's a danger there. Then you're going down some some issues there. Uh, but you can pray with. I think you can pray with Catholics if if if, as I say, it's fake recavia. Not to Mary. <laughs> not to Mary, Zach. Not to Mary. And I think if you are you know leading that prayer, then I think there's much because there's much more safety in that mm. I, think, um, I think we have we have a lot that we can learn from from roman catholics uh, you know there have been many great i mean going back to the early church fathers you know they uh, were all part of this roman catholic church and there's a lot we can learn from their writings and there's a lot we could perhaps learn from uh you know roman catholic brothers and sisters in christ today because you know they 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 do they do exist um and there's a thing i jump in there uh josh is with a key point there is that there will be christians in the catholic church as you said mm. earlier in, in, in a contemporary world uh there'll be christians in other denominations which we might find problematic who there'll be christians there mm. um you know we have to be careful i also think that god generally will leave, leave people out of these denominations into, yeah. into 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 white churches but there'll be christians in these places and so we don't just go. Someone doesn't go up to up to us. Say the Catholic, we go. 
of course not we do talk to them we do chat to them i think that you know if if we want to go if you go to a catholic church for example say say you know your friend wants to take, take you to a catholic church you know you it's a stand to your individual conscience if mm. you say no to them then you can say why and explain actually i feel comfortable doing this because of these reasons and you explain why in a loving way i think that's absolutely fine mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you go to go to the Catholic Church, then you've got to know what you're doing. You've got to know where you are in your faith, and you've got to Absolutely. know what what you. Yeah. you know, if you don't take part in anything you find problematic, and you certainly know when to put your foot down and yeah. say no. And, and and if you're not sure, like as Ryan was saying, you know, accountability. Go talk to your pastor. You know, uh, you know, he, he might well say steer well clear uh, because he knows that you know. And and if you're honest with yourself, you know this too. But you know, right now you're not in a, you know, you're, bad company can corrupt good character. Um, and, you know, by going along to a Roman Catholic church, you know, perhaps on, on you know, more, more than just once, you know, you might well be crossing that line. And, you know, that's, that's something you should consider prayerfully. Uh, something, you know, is, you should definitely seek uh, other people's counsel and advice on. Um, yeah, because I'll say it's, I say it's very, very strongly, is that some of the doctrines that come from the Roman Catholic Church are dangerous. Mm. It is dangerous. Yeah. And we should make that point here. They are dangerous. Mm. They take your eyes off Christ. And anything that takes your eyes off Christ, you'd want to be very careful. So if you go to a you say if you go to a Catholic church because of your friend does and you want to help them along the way, then make sure that you said you've got accountability partners, that you tell your pastor as well, and that you do it uh, and that you're careful, that you are careful, you, that you make sure that you stay uh on on track with that and that's, that's what josh said right keep your eyes on christ yeah 100 100 agree keep your eyes on 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 jesus christ he's the, the root of things and i'll come to another point on raise in a second but ryan you've got your hand so i'll let you go to ryan for him to there, speak there is an important thing though to to bring us out don't go out your way to do this either do not neglect your own church to do these types of things and actually isn't it better to invite your friend who might be in this situation to your own church if you know the teaching in your own church is good invite them along that is one you know you eliminate an issue there i think the issue i guess something that is very different you know this the anglicans will understand this as well but Mass and communion happens every day of the week. It's not just Sunday. So it will be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, okay? And one thing I, you know, one situation I had to navigate was whilst my Sunday was spent at Northside Church in Harare, anyone from Northside, hello. Um, Hopefully we'll meet again if any of you guys are listening. But also you this is something that will be a challenge especially if you're working in a catholic organization or in a partnership with this and because this isn't just an issue about services on sunday but mass was would take place every day of the week there were four mass services a harari catholic cathedral a day and so you 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 find yourself having to expose this a lot more um, so I remember going and the building would empty out. Okay, so I'd be sitting in the library and the building would empty out. I'd be the I'd be the only one in the building essentially. I was allowed to stay, and there's almost a lot of social pressure 
and questions were asked of why I wasn't going with them. Um, I think there is that you have to be careful with as well, because when you go to these places, there's going to be a lot of pressure for you to get to to do what they do. They will expect it. You know, you can't avoid you can't avoid it. So they will expect you to ad adhere to their their rules, their practices. Um, like, so, for example, you probably wouldn't be able to take, we wouldn't be able to take communion because we're not confirmed. Mm. We would not be able to partake in the rituals anyway because we're not members of the Catholic Church. Which is quite possibly just as well. <laughs> which is, that's probably which a that's, good safeguard, actually. It's a good safeguard yeah. for us as well. Which yeah. I'm not, you know, obviously we're, 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 not, we're not crying about this issue. It's, it's, as you said, it's probably a good thing. But I think it is important to note that when you step inside a Catholic church, you are stepping into the unknown and you're stepping into territory, as Michael said, where there will be dangerous doctrine. I think the most mm. important thing, and we should have brought this out earlier, but is the works-based theology. Yeah, yeah. Which that, we need to be, yeah. which is why, even if they preach the gospel, that is the important caveat. The idea of imputed righteousness is rejected you know, almost across the board in all Catholic churches, the idea of justification by faith. Mm. I've All the Catholics I spoke to in Zimbabwe emphasised, oh, you've got to do good works. Oh, oh, you brought us um, food today. You know, you're going to be blessed. These these kinds, types of things. I was like, we're justified by faith alone. And they're like, no, we're not. Works are important. And you end up, you end up in that, the idea of justification is a big issue it's a fundamental issue because yeah but that, that won't always sorry uh, but that won't always i don't think be crystal clear you know you can uh, you could read the writings of Henri Nouwen or you know some, some Roman Catholic thing like that and and it won't it won't necessarily come across uh, as you know um you know faith in Christ plus works equals salvation it won't always come across like that it won't always be overt or explicit you know sometimes uh, you know, it would be very uh, more more underhand. I mean, there are even, uh, I mean, you know, within the Roman Catholic Church, there are factions that that kind of reject more of more of the works. And I mean, historically, the Jansenists in the 17th century had a very uh, reformed view of salvation. And you know, I think of someone like Blaise Pascal and what he had to to write about uh, salvation. And you know, it could have come from the pen of any reformed writer uh, in, in many ways. Yet he was still you know, a proud, staunch Roman Catholic. I'll jump in. Uh, I know why you had your hand at a second, so I'll go to Ryan in a second. But uh, I will say as well, if you, if you find the Roman Catholic Church we traumatic as well for you, uh, maybe the teaching, you know, you, is, you know, is because of what it is, or maybe because you've been, you've been exposed to it beforehand, or whatever it could be, then do avoid it as well, um, completely. Because don't put yourself in that situation. I mean, me, you know, my, I, I can speak for myself here. Is that there's certain other churches I won't say for now uh, that really anger and annoy me. Uh, so I, I avoid uh, anything with that because I don't want to be led down that path of just going down, you know, spin, spiraling out of control as well. So you, and, and that you, could happen in two ways, I suppose. You know, one, you could be drawn into their circle, or you could just, you know, find yourself constantly always fighting and struggling against this 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 you know this church or this group or this organization or you know yeah. believers in some particular doctrine and then that takes your eyes off christ too you know so whether you're you know a, a defender or an attacker 
you know it can it can all take your eyes off Christ so I, and we should just generally you know keep away from those things that so easily entangle us you know these myths and genealogies that Paul warns Timothy and Titus to steer well clear of you know we should we should do that we should just fix our eyes on Christ and remember our salvation is through him alone exactly Ryan did you have your hand up do you want to say anything yeah so I also you should think you should firstly examine yourself Paul calls us to do that secondly where are we with our faith okay so people who are new to faith and still relatively immature with their faith won't see the differences as clearly okay so someone who has extensive knowledge and is 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 growing in their faith um and knows the doctrines very clearly will be able to detect with what they hear and what they see and understand why that's wrong in a much clearer way so for example my time in zimbabwe came when i was really grown and had grown and was growing in my faith um and is especially in key doctrines had i've gone a lot earlier i probably would have had a very different reaction to it um because you know i wasn't to know at one at one time you know before i was a christian i thought well this whole protestant catholic thing's a stupid idea i i i thought it was utterly ridiculous and then then the more my biblical and doctrinal understanding and reading Paul's epistles, what well, that that showed is, oh, now that this is why this is dangerous. Now I can see yeah. that. And that well, that's the bottom line, isn't it? You know, whether it's in a uh, inverted commas reformed church or whether it's in a Roman Catholic church, if you can't find what they're preaching and teaching in the Bible, run away. <laughs> you know, go the other way. You know, find somewhere where they, they they teach the Bible, and that yeah that. You know that applies to reformed churches, wherever church you find yourself in, wherever Christian you find yourself talking to. You know, just always be on your guard and, yeah. and remember that if you can't find it in the Bible, um, you're on very dangerous ground. And I will say at this well is that if you are a new Christian, listen to this as well. Maybe you've been Christian only for a few months. I would I would, I would recommend staying away from Roman, Roman Catholic Church. Um, you know, because you don't want to get sucked into to all that. So I would, as a warning to you, if you're if you're a new Christian, this you know who doesn't understand the differences that much, stay you know keep distance from that because it is problematic and it is troublesome. And if you are a more mature Christian in the faith, then you know if you are if you want to go to a Roman Catholic service because you want to figure out what's going on and more things, then tell someone, have a accountability partner, make sure that you know people are knowing what you're doing as well because. Otherwise, and you know what you're doing as well. <laughs> you know, exactly. You get yourself into you know, you what know. might be required of you, you know, and, and also, you know, read up on their doctrine and yours and find out, you know, where the differences are. There are many similarities and it won't always be blindingly obvious. And, and ask yourself, why are you going? Why hmm. are you going? That's a key question as well, because it can be dangerous and it can lead you the wrong way. And you need to be very, very clear. Uh, in this make sure you get settled at, your, your main focus should be settling in a local church local reformed church who can uh, build you and you can serve them that should be focus mm. that should be focus always um, if you've got a catholic friend who you know who wants to take you to their church you know by all means you know by all means go but be on guard and and make sure that Christ always stays the centre. Yeah, and and the same applies for Roman Catholic literature as well. You know, there are there are many good Roman Catholic authors for sure, but you know, they've got they've got they're very problematic in places. So surely you'd just be much better off 
you know, reading something solid that is actually biblical. Well, I've got, I've got two questions for both of you because we're coming towards the end of our time. So I've got two questions for both of you. Um, one, what should you do if your church fellowships with Roman Catholic Church for things like evangelism? What do you think, what, what do you think about that? Is that acceptable or is that wrong? Because now we talk about individuals, but our churches, should our churches, you know, evangelise with Roman Catholic Church or should we keep that separate? And the second question I have for you as well, there's two questions, the second question for you, should we sing songs from Roman Catholic Church? Should we sing songs from Roman Catholic Church? Because those... Ryan and Josh know that I'm very key on music theology. So <laughs> I've got to get it in somehow. <laughs> I've got it in somehow. And we will do a whole episode in it eventually, but you know, at the right time. About a 14 hour series. <laughs> <laughs> but there are two questions I want to ask you. So, first of all, should our churches evangelize with the Roman Catholic Church? And secondly, should we sing songs from the Roman Catholic Church? So, Ryan, you had to up first. So, please, please go ahead first. Yeah. So, I think in terms of evangelism, no reason being is that theologically as we've established the doctrines of salvation and the and the you know the emphasis on mary and the and the veneration of the saints we can't be we can't be working with people who are evangelizing that message because what will happen is that if we went out on the mission field with catholics we'd be we'd be preaching to very contradictory things and actually it defeats the object of what we're trying to do. So I would say flat out no of evangelizing the Catholics. Um, we shouldn't be doing that. However, there are exceptions in terms of certain enterprise. And this isn't this is probably not spiritual. I think spiritually and evangelistically it's a hard no. Um, you all may disagree with me, but that's what I think. A very hard no. But there are certain aspects and situations where you can cooperate and humanitarianism is one of them. Whilst there is clear differences in the doctrine surrounding, you know, aid and welfare um, that link to the, the works based view of salvation in the Catholic sense, there are especially times when you're looking at rural missions and I'm, I'm thinking of my experience in Zimbabwe where you had remote rural missions which were nodes to distribute medical education um, and relief supplies to rural people. Um, and the only way you could have done that is through Catholic missionaries. There was no other way. Um, and this was especially important in the Rhodesian Bush War. So there were were exceptions. However, when we think about say christian charities and you know such as christian ages will know and think about the world council churches and what they do that's where it becomes a problem because then aid then gets wrapped up in this kind of trying to focus on a unity which dilutes the gospel and allows very problematic theology to kind of coexist and it, it almost seems very contradictory and muddled um so I yeah. think when it comes to evangelism, it's a hard no. There are exceptions in terms of practical circumstances. Um, but really what would happen is that in the mission field, you get to doctrines that are that are, are trying to be spread and they would com- conflict. And that would be damaging to people, I think. Well, it may, I was so annoyed when I heard, not annoyed, but I was shocked I heard everyone, a lot of people our age probably know of the band Rain Collective. 
uh, play for the Pope. And you're there going, well, this is a bit awkward. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not sure how this works. It, it can't work. And I agree with you, Ryan, about that. What, Josh, what do you think about Evangelism? Well, Michael, I think the important question was, uh, was he bopping along? <laughs> <laughs> was he there? Like, just like, <laughs> just raising hands. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I mean, for me, it's, um, yeah, let's go back to the Bible. You know, what does Jesus say? You know, he says, um, you know, there, there are um, the, the, the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, they see some people who are driving out demons in Jesus' name. And uh, they, I, th- I think it's them. I might be getting muddling up two different instances, uh, but we'll go with it for now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, here's me, you know, the irony saying, know your Bible. And I think, yeah, I need to make Bible. My facts right. But um, anyway, that, that's, that's the idea. And Jesus says, uh, don't rebuke them because, um, uh, you know, those who are not against us are for us. Um, and I think that if we take that on the one side, on the other hand, we have to remember uh, you know, verses such as uh, what fellowship does light have with darkness we we have to uh we have to find our way between these you know does um you know if i join with uh, you know some catholics in in evangelizing you know does that am i compromising on the gospel i think uh, almost you will almost certainly uh, be doing that uh you know can i uh, pray or have uh, some degree of fellowship with with another catholic uh, again, I think you know you have to weigh it up for yourself and uh, you know pray about it and you know, seek guidance on, about it. But I think you know that that you know sh- you sh- you should do that. You know if you have the opportunity and you might well uh, be able to lead them yourself closer to the doctrines of grace and uh, you know more of an understanding of how salvation is 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 only through Christ alone. It's only through faith in Christ alone, and we have His righteousness um and not not our own um well i'll just jump in and just i, I agree with saying that josh i think as well if you're evangelizing with a roman catholic then and someone goes yeah, okay what church to go to <laughs> then you got problems with you as well i think yeah. that's another problem you, you can't actually you can't push a non-believer to a catholic church i'd put a hard line against that mm, i think yeah. you, you can't do that and um yeah, so I agree with you a lot there, Josh. I just think as well, he, there's also that issue as well regarding that. So the last question is, I said, can we sing Roman Catholic songs? Well, I would sing uh, the famous hymn by Bernard of Clairvaux. I can't remember how it goes now, but... Um, uh, well, I, I think, I mean, for me, you know, if the words stand alone and it was written long enough ago, uh, sure, why not? Uh, but you know, if, if those words don't stand uh, on their own merits, and if then you know if you're singing heresy, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I think obviously there is that, and also you have got to figure out in the Bernard as well. We know a lot of these things he said generally were quite good. There are a few things that we might disagree with today as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, so, sorry, um, Bernard of Clairvaux's playing with him is a sacred head sore wounded, and so that's a, a favourite love loved my many reformed christians but yeah so it was written by bernard of clairvaux who uh was a big instigator of the crusades so you know some really dodgy <laughs> theology and practice there but yeah, yeah for me the word stands um you know on the key thing notes, about bernard of clairvaux, i'll just jump in there again josh is that you want to look up a lot of what he says um i think it's a say for example there's, there's a catholic guy matt meyer yeah, everyone's heard of him. Hmm. 
if you're listening to his songs, you do, you're technically going to be paying into the Catholic Church, which that comes another issue as well. Do you really want to put money and into the Catholic Church? It's never, it's never like immediately apparent. It's it's in drips and drabs. You know, this this stuff is fed to you, and then before you know it, you know you're you are taking the mass and uh, you know confessing before a priest. You know, so it it, it can be a slippery slope, I suppose. There is there's a song uh, Matt Redman did the communion uh, one, and it says um in it in this because Matt Redman wrote it but he wrote it with Matt Meyer and there's a line that comment what line it is but it actually it sounds very Catholic. It's like mm-hmm. the the body like the bread turns into oh it can't it says now but it it mentions like like the transubstantiation is almost mentioned in it. And wow. so we see how we can get corrupted mm-hmm. very, yeah, very carefully, yeah. very, very yeah. quickly by it. Oh, Ryan, you you get your hand up again. So just go to you. Well it's not just Claveau but all creatures of our God and King was wrote written by saint francis of assisi mm-hmm. who was a catholic um he was i believe he was a friend yeah he's franciscan mm-hmm. i just had to just had to get that up um so he's a, a franciscan friar um yeah. and we sing that hymn um mm-hmm. it was recently released in sovereign grace i know the gettys sang it recently um so there is, I think, when when it comes to music, we have to think about what is the hymn actually talking about. What are the words in it? Michael brought up an important point. Well, if they if the hymn is explicitly talking about things like transubstantiation, yeah. do good works, and things like this, then we should avoid it. But some hymns, you know, have you know were taken into the Anglican, Lutheran, um, and Reformed churches. So I think that is very important. It stands against, and what I think I also say as well, one, those hymns are stood against the test time as well. Mm. And going back to what Josh said earlier, there are obviously Christians in the Catholic, Roman Catholic faith. And I think that also is an important thing to know as well. So that's important. We know that, you know, that these words can be trusted because they, they stood against the test time. You know, they've, God has blessed people through those words. I think that's important throughout the centuries. Um, but yeah, I think... Yeah. I, I, can I just just yeah. say one thing? You know, just I know we're kind of uh, summing up now or, or, or leading towards that. And, and one big thing I'd say is, um, you know, we're, we're kind of you know there, there are two narratives here in a way. There's the Roman Catholic narrative and there's our Reformed Protestant narrative, uh, which is right. Well, the answer is 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 go back to the Bible and and, and you can find that out you know for yourself. Um, and and with all of these things, there are there are things within you know the reformed um, side of things where you know we, we we have some things you know some some dangerous tendencies, some worrying tendencies, and you know some things that we need to be more careful with. Just as there are many such things in the Roman Catholic Church, and we shouldn't be complacent, we shouldn't be a judgmental either. We should uh, be loving and um, uh, accepting without affirming. Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, we aren't all fluffy and nice here within the reform side of things as well. There are issues, especially with cold heartedness, I would probably argue, and things that we need to do, do work on ourselves. Um, But the thing is, again, is there are, yeah, I I, I agree with you there, Josh, with a lot lot of what you said there. Um, You know, we, we aren't here perfect. We're only saying, 
you know, for guidance, for help, for those listening here who, you know, these are big questions for the, for, for you because you might, you might be struggling with these issues. Maybe you've got a friend who's Catholic or maybe, you know, you're new to Christianity or you want to figure out what's the difference between Protestants and Catholics. There are huge differences. Um, a big difference is, Josh, I think, you know, if you come accepting, you can then go maybe to a, more towards a high Anglican uh, way of doing things as well, where, you know, you start to allow things in bit by bit and then you get a bit, and why would I this um, off the track? And then that impacts your theology later on and it all goes downhill, doesn't it? But um, do be watchful. Do keep an eye out. And we've just said, though, take everything back to the Bible. Take everything back to the Bible. Um, as an example, what we say here, test us. If what we're saying isn't right, go to the Bible. and and, and Yeah, and yeah. I, th- I think it's often when you're faced with you know, things that are heretical or, you know, questionable, uh, it always forces you to work out your own theology. It always forces you to go back to the Bible. What does it actually say? What does it really say? Have we actually got it right? And that is is never, ever a bad thing. You know, the word of God is, in, is indelibly inspired by the Holy Spirit and, you know, has timeless wisdom to speak to all of us on everything. So 100%. You can, you, can, you can never go too far wrong unless you're going to a catholic bible that's got the apocrypha <laughs> in it uh, <laughs> in certainly hmm. uh ryan do you have anything to say as we kind of bring this to close i think we've covered everything but i would say something i i guess going forward and for those of you listening i think being accountable is very important speaking you know really going back to why why would you be engaging in the catholics Mm. in this way the experiences i've talked about very much relate to my phd and studies and it was less of a spiritual thing so Mm. as i was able to create that distance but think about why you're doing what you're doing don't let that interrupt your church life whatsoever if it does then keep away from that um I guess the important thing is also we, we've said just now about using our Bibles, going to our Bibles, having a look, you know, reminding ourselves of doctrinal truth. However, I would say that the most important thing is that there are going to be very, very limited circumstances where you'll, you'll find yourself in this situation. And um, so I think to reassure you, and especially those of you who are growing in your faith, um, if you're at a good church, the, the company you're surrounded by will, will ideally be from that church. And so it is often, um, so I, I think about, you know, who are you keeping in your close circles? Um, and some people wouldn't will not like to hear this, but if we're having people who in our close circles who are not following the correct doctrines, there will be times where you have to push them away because that will damage yeah. your own faith. Do not do anything that will that will lead to the damaging of your own faith. Guard and your that, heart. that does mean making these difficult decisions. Okay. Um, I, I obviously take a much more hardline stance on this because I know the damage that could be done by going to dangerous churches and stepping inside the four walls. You know, in another um, podcast, we'll talk about that. But always guard your hearts, as Josh just said. Always guard your hearts. That's the most important thing to do. 100%. 100%. Watch yourself, because 
there is some dangerous theology out there, um, and not just in the Roman Catholic Church, but in other places as well. Keep a close watch and keep reading your Bibles, keep praying, keep studying, and keep yourself accountable because these are the important things. Um, because we don't want any of you guys listening to get burned in any way. Okay. 100%. No, because we care. We care. And we, 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 no, this is an important thing. You know, focus on Christ. Focus on building your, your, your relationship and your faith. Um, focus on serving your local church. Focus on on helping your, your friends. Focus on, on having accountability. Focus on discipling others. Focus on being discipled. Um, and if you feel called to you know to to talk to Roman Catholics and that's 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 all fine and good but make sure you guys Josh said as well guard your heart and make sure that everything uh goes back to the Bible may that be your lead may that be what guides you may the Lord guide you um and that's the I guess the final thing we can say on the matter unless Josh has something to be I know Josh is probably going to come in and say something really bad now <laughs> I've so got, go I've, no I've got one word to what you were saying Michael and it's uh, the classic Christian amen amen 100% so thank you everyone for for listening, we hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that you found it interesting. Um, we will be back in the future with more episodes. Uh, but until really next time, thank you very much for listening and uh, God bless. We hope that you will enjoy this podcast. Please do let us know what topics you want to hear us cover. But until next time, thank you very much for listening and God bless. <laughs>